You are tuned in to the NFLPA Collegiate Bowl Watchlist Show with your hosts Rick Staratella and Joe Everett, featuring NFLPA Bowl Executive Director Dane Vandernath. Back at it again. It's another edition of the NFLPA Bowl Spotlight Show. We have a gunslinger joining us on today's episode. He is Nick Tiano of Chattanooga, one of several talented quarterbacks who will be out in Pasadena for the ninth annual NFL PA Collegiate Bowl at the historic Rose Bowl, January 18th. Make sure you book your tickets. Tune in, NFL Network, 7 p.m. And of course, we'll have uh, sneak peek previews, uh, practice coverage all week long leading up to the game. I am your host, Rick Saratella. Today, I'll be joined by my co-host, always along for the ride, Dane Vandernat, the director of NFL PA Bowl and uh, Von Hutchins, one of the scouts for the NFL PA Bowl. Of course, those guys uh, bring several decades of experience as uh, director of pro personnel and uh, player and scout. Of course, uh, coming over from the Oakland Raiders, Dane here uh, taking us to new heights at the NFL PA Bowl. And we're excited to have Nick Tiano of Chattanooga on today's episode. So with that being said, uh, we'll welcome in my guys, Dane Vandernat and Von Hutchins. Uh you know, Vaughn, I'll start it off with you today, man. Good morning, first of all. And, uh, you know, Dane gave us a little tease on our last uh, player spotlight show about Nick Tiano. And I, I know you had a chance to see him up close in person. So initial impressions here before we welcome on Nick. Well, first of all, good morning. Good morning, everyone. Uh, no, just Nick, man, His uh, just the presence. You know, I walked out on the practice field early one morning uh, in September. Uh, and just the way he controlled the huddle, the way he controlled uh, the 707 period and the individual one-on-one period, the way he went about his drills, uh, got a chance to speak to him afterwards. And obviously, man, just a guy that has prototypical NFL size that are at right around 6'4", 6'5", uh, 230, 235 pounds. Uh, you know, he just looks good. You know, uh, it was nice to see him throw the ball around, fling it around a little bit. Because uh, the arm looks good. Uh, so I'm just excited to have him out in Pasadena. Excited to have him on the show today. So he can speak his truth. Yep, we're bringing you the stories behind the men. The NFL stars of tomorrow right here, right now. And, Dan, we alluded to it on the last episode. Hey, it's always fun to get to chatting with a quarterback. And, you know, there's no doubt about it. Nick has one of the strongest arms in this year's draft class. But we're going to get to know him a little bit today and uh, get to pick his brain. So I know uh, from a personnel and evaluation standpoint, it's always great to kind of go one-on-one or in this case, three-on-one. We're going to put Nick on the hot seat today here and kind of get to know him a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And good morning to both of you guys and and Nick here in a second. But, um, you know, what Vaughn just mentioned is, is very important. The presence of a quarterback is paramount to success in the National Football League. If you don't have a quarterback, you don't have a chance on Sundays, and especially once the postseason begins. And the importance of the presence is that you need that leader of the men. You need that, that extra coach on the field, the rallying point for the troops, if you will. And, you know, I mean, even going back, real quick story from my time with the Raiders, you know, I'm not going to mention his name specifically, but it's not hard to figure out who I'm talking about. But former first overall pick at quarterback would be the last guy out on the field stretching, the last guy on the field to have the trainers come over, tie his shoes, 
last one getting in line for the drills, that rubbed off and it rubbed all the teammates the wrong way. And when you have a guy like Nick, when you have a leader who's the first one in, the last one out, the first one through all the drills, doing it right, it makes a world of difference, and it's what the NFL teams are going to be looking for. Well, you left us with a lot of guesswork on that one, Dane. But, hey, it uh, goes to show you, you know, you can have all the arm talent in the world. But uh, if you're not a leader of men, and I think we saw it with Nick's acceptance on the uh, Twitter with the video and how his teammates responded and reacted, uh, Nick is definitely a guy that rallies the troops and his teammates respond to. So with that being said, he's been waiting patiently here. He's a busy man. He joins us now. We're going to welcome him into the show. Nick Tiano from Chattanooga, the quarterback here on the NFL PA Bowl Spotlight. Now, Nick, we say hello to you, and we appreciate you taking some time. We're going to dive right into it, man, and uh, you know, just talk about um, what it means to you, first and foremost, to get the call, to ball out in Pasadena, get to showcase your talents in front of you know, over 200 NFL scouts, and more importantly, you know, uh, be there with the big dogs. You got uh, players from the FBS, Power 5, FCS, small school, all walks of life. And I think, uh, you know, you're going to be one of those guys that scouts are anxious to see. So welcome into the show and tell us what it means to be heading out to Pasadena. Hey, what's up, guys? Thank you all so much uh, for the kind words and for having me on. Um, you know, super excited about it. I'm excited to talk to you guys. But, no, for me, this is uh, this is the opportunity of a lifetime, you know. Um, coming into this season, um, you know, playing at a small school, getting, getting one of these postseason opportunities is huge. Um, and I think for a guy like myself, I can really have an opportunity to um, kind of increase my stock and really kind of boost myself up through this process um, at this game. So um, when I get that, when I got that call, it was you know almost like a weight off my shoulders. It was it was a relief, and I just I'm so excited. I mean, it's huge for me. I can't wait to get out there. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, and like, yeah, just a huge opportunity for me. Hey, Nick, good morning, man. It's Dane Vandernat. First of all, you know, welcome into the show. And, you know, once again, we're excited to see you out in Pasadena here in a few weeks now. Uh, you know, but tell everyone a little bit about yourself. You know, I mean, give us the background on Nick Tiano. You grew up in Chattanooga. You started at Mississippi State. Tell us a little bit about the recruitment process and kind of full circle here, how you ended up back home in Chattanooga. Yeah, yes, sir. So, um, yeah, like you said, um, you know, born and raised in Chattanooga. Um, you know, going through recruiting, it was important for me to kind of be at a place close to home, you know, close enough that my family could drive and see me play. Um, so, you know, Mississippi State was huge for that. Um, it was only four hours from Chattanooga, and, and the playing time situation there I thought was great. You know, Dak Prescott was a senior. I would have the opportunity to redshirt and kind of learn from him, uh, which was an incredible opportunity for me, um, something I took so much away from. And then, um, you know, have the chance to compete to start as a redshirt freshman. And, you know, really at a Power 5 school, that's, that's all you can ask for. I thought it was a great situation. And, um, you know, unfortunately, that didn't go my way that season. Um, I ended up going with a guy uh, who was only one year older than me. So, you know, I was kind of faced with the decision. I could either sit there, kind of bide my time, and probably have one year to play um, as, a, as a fifth-year senior, or, you know, unfortunately, I have to transfer. And, um, you know, I hated to have to go. I really did like Mississippi State, and I like playing there. But, um you know, myself, with, with the work that I put in, I just wanted to play. I wanted to be on the field and compete and, um, you know, get, get the enjoyment of playing the game. You know, when, when you put all that work in, you want to play. So, um, you know, when I went to transfer, I had a couple options. Um, you know, you can go FBS, could have gone to junior college, um, could have gone to FCS. And, and for me, 
going going FCS kind of checked all the boxes of I didn't have to sit out immediately, you know, still playing good football. Um, you know, it didn't have the risks involved with JUCO. Um, and, you know, to me, to come back home to Chattanooga was just it – was, it was perfect. You know, I knew I'd be happy right here at home with family and friends where I grew up. Um, the program was doing great when I came in. They had just won three out of four conference championships. Um, and it just kind of made sense. I knew I would get to compete, I would get to play, and, uh, and I'd be happy doing it. So it really worked out perfect for me. Hey, Nick, man, uh, glad to have you on the show again. This is Vaughn. Uh, just wanted to touch on what do you feel like the difference is or, or how have you improved uh, from when you first came into uh, UTC up until this year right now? Yeah, I think uh, I think I'm, I'm a completely different player. You know, when I came in, um, I was young. Um, I didn't really understand understand uh, how hard it was to play quarterback. You know, in high school, you're kind of just back there and you're playing and you can run around. And um, you know, high school defenses aren't that hard to beat. But uh, kind of, I got a chance to start. You know, as a sophomore, and kind of hit me quick. Um, you know, even at even at the FCS level, the game was just kind of different, and uh, the preparation it took for me to play and and be ready to go on Saturdays. It was, it was kind of a, um, an eye-opening experience that first game. So um, I think, you know, the way I learned to prepare um, to get myself ready throughout the week with film, with practice, taking, you know, individual reps, all that kind of stuff seriously, uh, kind of grew me into be the player I am today. Um, and, you know, for me, that was just a huge jump because I take a lot of pride and I like to be the smartest guy on the field. So kind of learning – that preparation early in my career, I think over these last three years of playing, um, I think really shaped kind of who I am and, and the way I play today. Talking to Nick Tiano, Chattanooga quarterback here on the NFL PA Bowl Spotlight, along with Rick Saratella, Dane Vandernat, and Vaughn Hutchins. Nick, this past season, tossed him 2,200 yards, 14 touchdowns. And uh, a guy that, you know, can stand there in the pocket and sling it, but don't get it twisted. Uh, he'll pick up a first down with the feet when he needs to. Uh, but, Nick, hey, you know, walk me through the money play. When you when you hear this one play called in the huddle, kind of, you know, uh, your eyes light up. You, you know, you start drooling and salivating. you got to wipe the saliva out because you know a touchdown's coming up. And, you know, we don't have a whiteboard here in front of us. But just take me through. Uh, what you're looking at, you know, walking up to that line of scrimmage, your pre-snap reads, your progressions as the play develops. Take me through your money play, my man. Yeah, so uh, my favorite play, actually, you know, I had a new coaching staff this year, but um, this this would be from my offense, my junior season. Um, so we had a play, you know, everybody runs it. I'm sure you guys know what it is. The, the sale concept. So we would get in, uh, you know, trips right, three-by-one formation, and we would call it you know, 63 Y sale XN. Um, so 63 is a protection right there. It's just checking the back to the weak side. Um, but so, yeah, I come out, I'm looking at the front side safety, seeing if it's too high or one nine. Um, you know, I know that sale concept. You got to go route, uh, the sale route and the flat route. Um, you know, that sale is going to be really good versus anything. You got a high low over there. The only thing we didn't like it against was cover two. And uh, for us, you know, that X in concept on the back, the X was running a 15 yard in and the back was kind of checking and releasing off the wheel. Um, so to me, that play had answers versus every coverage, you know, versus quarters, you got to match up one-on-one with your slot guy running the sale um, on a safety um, versus cover three. It could be good. That corner bail out of there. You got a high low on the flat defender. And like I said, versus cover two, um, you know, you come back side of that X in or you got the back and then, you know, versus man, you got matchups, the sale route, the in and the back. So, 
to me, that play had an answer for everything. I felt really comfortable with it, and we hit a lot of big plays on that. No, and I think that that, you know, play call is very uh, NFL and pro-ready in a sense, you know, where you're running NFL concepts. You're, you know, obviously in addition to reading coverage, which is the most basic thing quarterback needs to be able to do, as you're saying, you've got multiple progressions and answers versus different um, coverages and defensive play calls. What I want to know, Nick, is, you know, to me, and we touched on this leading into the show, it's the leadership style in that I think that the quarterback needs to be an extension of the head coach. I think the quarterback needs to be the person that can deliver the message and, you know, be that rallying point. I want you to tell us a little bit about Nick Tiano's personality, Nick Tiano as a leader, and then give us, you know, an example of something where, you know, you had to kind of grab the reins a little bit and, and, and lead this horse. Yeah, so, um, you know, I've always taken a lot of pride in leading by example, um, you know, even since I was young. Um, I, You know, like you talked about with Jamarcus Russell, or, sorry, not to name names, but, oh, <laughs> um, you know, come, coming out, um, you know, kind of last guy on the field, all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, like you said, that's huge, especially from a quarterback. So I've always tried to be the guy, first one in, last one out, um, leading every drill, being the hardest worker in the room. Um, I think my teammates can attest to that. And um, to me, when you work that way and you lead in that way, that gives you the ability to use your voice and then be vocal and guys listen to you and guys respect you. And um, I've always thought it's been huge to kind of earn that respect and earn the ability to talk and earn the ability to lead. Um, you know, a lot of guys, they think they just play quarterback and they're a leader or they think they're just a senior. So they're a leader and they can say what they want. But to me, I feel like that's something you have to earn. So as a young player, it was always important to me to kind of earn that from the older guys and from the team, earn the respect and then kind of grow into my voice and be able to use that. And, and it carried the weight that it needed to. So, um, you know, there's times, you know, one that comes to mind this summer, um, you know, we summer workouts, uh, our team was kind of a little bit divided. We had brought in a lot of transfers, a lot of new guys. We had a new coaching staff. Um, kind of were heading in a lot of different directions. You know, it wasn't a great situation. And uh, kind of needed uh, – something needed to be said to kind of pull everybody back in and get us, you know, back focused on the main goal, which is winning football games, um, no matter what else was going on. And, um, you know, for me being a guy that doesn't talk much, um, kind of, you know, got the team together and kind of said what needed to be said. And I think that carried, like I said, carried a lot of weight with the guys on the team just because they know that if I'm speaking, it's, it's something important because I'm not just, I'm not one of those rah-rah guys who's yelling and talking all the time. And, um, I think that was a defining moment for our team this summer, you know, this past July kind of got us heading in the right direction, building some momentum into fall camp, um, getting us ready to start the season. Nick, that's great, man. Uh, talk to us a little bit about what you think your uh, best attribute is, whether on the field or off field. I know we've spoken a lot about uh, your smarts. You want to be the, one of the smartest guys on the field. We spoke about your leadership, your arm strength, your ability to run the football. We, you even touched on your memory and, and digging back into a playbook that was from the 2018-2017 season. Uh, tell me a little bit about what you think your best attribute is. Yeah. So I think my best attribute um, would be my mind, to be honest. Um, you know, like I said, I take a lot of pride and, you know, I try to be the smartest guy on the field. And, um, you know, I've been a huge football fan my whole life. I uh, watched a ton of NFL football. And I think what you see on Sundays is, um, you know, the smartest guys, the guys who know where to go with the ball on time and are accurate. Uh, those are the guys that succeed and play a long time. I mean, you watched Drew Brees play last night. 
Uh, he breaks the touchdown record. I mean, every ball is coming out on time. He looks like he knows exactly where he's going with the ball, you know, as he's getting to the top of his drop. And to me, that's the most important thing. There's a lot of guys in the country, I'm sure you guys have seen them all, that can throw the ball. You know, there's a ton of strong arms. Um, but the guys that work and the guys that succeed in the NFL, um, they're the smart guys who prepare and they know what they're doing um, and they can make quick decisions. And to me, that's what I take a lot of pride in. And I think that's what my biggest strength is, kind of being able to learn a playbook, digest it, prepare it, and be ready to, you know, kind of put it into play versus defense on a, on a game day. Rick Saratella, Dane Vandernat, Vaughn Hutchins here with Nick Tiano. And, Nick, uh, you talked about preparation. I saw you this past summer uh, working out with a good friend of mine, Coach Steve Fairchild. Uh, you know, talk to me about what your preparation was like coming into the season. What did you work on uh, with Coach? And then also, you know, obviously the uh, NFL PA Bowl is coming up in, in January here, but – uh, what's your schedule look like between now and then? What kind of preparation and training will you be doing leading up to the NFL PA Bowl? Yeah, so I, uh, yeah, like you said, I had the chance to work with Coach Fairchild this past summer, um, and that was, it was huge for me. I had actually never worked with a quarterback coach um, until this past summer, so he was the first guy I ever worked with, um, kind of got in contact with him through an old teammate, and uh, I loved it. Um, you know, I loved what he kind of brought, you know, this quarterback coaching, uh, it's kind of gotten so gimmicky um you know these days a lot of this stuff is just kind of look cool and post on post on twitter but um what he does is real it's real football you know he coached in the league he coached in college um and i felt like everything that i did with him was very practical and made me a better football player um and you know i i think what he did with my feet kind of working on my base and my fundamentals um it, it made huge strides for me kind of working on consistency and being accurate um being able to deliver throws off different platforms um, you know, in the NFL, you know, you watch these quarterbacks on Sundays, you're, you're under pressure a lot. Some, you, you don't always get to set your feet and step into your throw. Um, so being able to be accurate in a lot of different positions is huge. And I think he helped me with that. Um, and actually, you know, that was a huge decision for me going through this, this whole agent process and this training process. Um, I'm actually going to – I'm leaving after Christmas to go back out to uh, Colorado, and uh, I'll be working with him for a couple weeks. Uh, leading up to the NFLPA game, and then uh, and then after that as well, leading up to Pro Day and all the rest of that stuff. So I'm really excited to get back out with him. Uh, I think he made me a much better player, and I think he'll have me ready to go uh, come you know January 11th or 12th, whenever we start. Hey Nick, I, I think that's great, and I met Coach Fairchild, and you know obviously he's had the opportunity to be a great uh, tutelage uh, or, or mentor to a lot of quarterbacks who've come out over the years, and he's always done a great job, in my opinion. Um, I'm going to go, you know, a little, um, you know, self-critique here for us a little bit, Nick. Um, you mentioned your best attributes of your mind, and I agree with you. I think that's, you know, obviously paramount to being successful in the National Football League. Your season this year statistically wasn't as great as the previous year. You know, you did throw 10 interceptions this year. You know, tell me a little bit about, you know, last season to this season. I know you mentioned the coaching change, but Give me a, a little, you know, uh, constructive criticism of yourself. What are some of the things you think you need to work on as you continue to improve and, and get ready for the National Football League? Yeah, for sure. No, there's, there's always things to work on. Um, you know, it was just different this year. Uh, like you said, no, I didn't have the season statistically that I that I'd wanted and that I'd hoped for. Um, you know, and it was different. You know, the last two seasons, the previous two seasons, um, my sophomore and junior seasons, I'd been in uh, – you know, it was a real pro-style system. Um, I felt like it was really suited for me. 
um, you know, kind of utilize my strengths, uh, let me play the game, let me make checks to the line, let me check the protection, you know, check routes, all that kind of stuff that I needed to do um, that I felt like I needed to be successful. Um, we had really good plays, really good game plans going into the week, um, and I was really comfortable in the system. It was, you know, like the play I described to you earlier, um, that's how we built concepts, um, you know, to have answers versus every coverage, and I was really comfortable with that. And, um, you know, then transition, you know, that staff left, came in, and the new staff, and it was much more of like a spread system, you know, kind of half-field reads, just a couple options. Um, you know, I didn't have the ability to check protections. I, you know, if they were bringing a blitz that we couldn't pick up, I just had to deal with it, you know, hot, throw it away, whatever it may be. Um, couldn't really check routes on plays. Um, just didn't have the freedom to do that in the system. So it was a lot different for me, and it was a much different system and the philosophy and the way that Coach wanted us to play. Um, and it kind of just took me some getting used to, to be honest, kind of some growing pains. Um, had a lot of young guys playing, young receivers, young backs. Um, you know, and then for me, the new system, it just kind of took me took me a handful of games to really get comfortable with what I was doing and kind of kind of get comfortable with the way coach wanted me to play and the way he was he was asking me to read things um you know I think I struggled early in the season the first four or five games especially um kind of taking that and going forward you know what I would learn from is just spend even more time um you know talking to coach I probably didn't spend enough this offseason kind of picking his brain and asking him what he uh what he thought what he wanted um you know what was going to help me in, in his offense and um you know going forward I think that would be that would be the biggest takeaway for me is when I show up you know hopefully to an NFL team just to spend that extra time um on the new playbook because you know in in that league you don't have time to adjust I got to show up and be ready to play immediately hey Nick we're gonna uh go in a completely different direction man tell, tell us and uh tell the listeners a little something different about Nick Tiano something that most wouldn't know. We wouldn't assume. Um, you know, maybe it's a hobby, something that you do like to do. Uh, give us some insight about what's happening in your world. Man, let's see. A little different <laughs> stuff. I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty normal guy. Um, after I get off this call, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take my my puppy on a walk. I, I don't, you know, most people I guess don't know that, but um, I got, I've got a puppy named Hank. He he takes up a lot of time. Um, I love to play golf. I uh, love to play basketball. Um, you know, I'm a pretty simple guy, man. I, I, I play football and just kind of hang out past that. Not not a whole lot more than that. Well, hey, Nick, it's Rick here. And, uh, you know, I'm going to try to pull back some layers of the onion here because I think you're keeping it a little bit coy for us, man. You can't be that plain and boring. But, hey, uh, t- tell, me, tell me about Chattanooga. I see here um, you're from Chattanooga. Are you born and raised? In Chattanooga, tell me what it was like, uh, you know, living there. And I see you got a sister. You know, give me a little background about your family life. And hey, I'll tell you this right now, man. You get drafted by the Giants or Jets. I've got you covered on some good Italian food here in New Jersey. Uh, you know, what, where, where are you taking me when I come down to Chattanooga? What kind of food? What are you guys known for down there? <laughs> man, Chattanooga is great. I don't know if you guys have ever been. It's an awesome city. Um, fantastic restaurants man I, I don't know how i could pick one there's there's so many good ones here um you know being growing up here it's you know it's like a it, it kind of has a small town feel um but it's big enough that there's plenty to do and there's great restaurants and there's things you know we have plenty of uh it's a very outdoors town there's rock climbing there's hiking there's all that kind of stuff uh great golf courses there's um you know really everything you could want um yeah you mentioned the italian food 
Uh, I am Italian. My dad's out of the family. They're all from uh, up in Bridgeport, West Virginia. Uh, my grandmother's an Italian. She's an awesome cook. Um, but there's a couple good restaurants down here too. But yeah, no, Chattanooga, um, it, it really is great. And I grew up here. Went to uh, went to high school at a place called Baylor. Uh, it's a private school. It's unbelievable. You guys should look it up. I mean, the campus is um, it's crazy. You you really should. You should look it up on on Google Images. It's amazing. It looks like Hogwarts or something out of Harry Potter. Um, but um, no, it's I, I love it here. I mean, I, I imagine myself living here for a really long time. Uh, it, it really is great. It's perfect for me. No, that's awesome. You know, we've always heard great things about Chattanooga. Looking forward to visiting. Um, you know, you mentioned, uh, Nick, that you got obviously your family support there, your, your ex-teammates and friends when you transferred back from Mississippi State. But tell, tell me and tell our listeners what it's going to be like when Nick Tiano gets drafted by, you know, the San Francisco 49ers or, you know, the New England Patriots the Chicago bears or, you know, where you got to move, you're going to be away from your family, away from your support system. You know, maybe there's already a starter in place and you got to go there and, and be the rookie, be the backup. Tell us a little bit about what your mindset's going to be like when you go to your, your next, uh, your next team. Yeah. I mean, I'm, you know, that's something I'm so excited about. I mean, I've been dreaming about that since, you know, I was nine years old. Um, that's that's what I've, I feel like I've worked for my entire life. So for me, it's just, it, it's, it's a dream come true. Um, and it's, you know, just a, it's, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity to get to play in the NFL, to get an opportunity. It's a new challenge. It's exciting for me, you know, moving to a new place um, to go play for an NFL team. I mean, yeah, it, it is different. I have lived in the same place most of my life, but uh, it's something I'm ready for. You know, I feel like I've been preparing myself for this moment for a long time and um, I'm ready to attack it head on. You know, like you said, whether it's, starter in place you're stepping into play whatever it may be um you know i'm ready for i'm ready for whatever this this process throws at me um i'm just ready to to kind of get it rolling you know it's it's awesome to kind of see some light at the end of the tunnel um you know i'm just ready to make the most of every step along the way and hope I, hopefully give myself a chance to play for a long time hey real quick what type of pup is hank he's a golden doodle <laughs> <laughs> all right Hey, Nick, uh, we're going to get back to football real quick. Uh, down at the NFLPA, let us know what you want to show scouts. Uh, I've talked to a couple people, watched the tape myself. Obviously, we fall in love with the size. We fall in love with the mind. You fall in love with uh, the athletic ability and the agility. But when you watch the tape, uh, you see accuracy issues. Uh, you see ball placement concerns. You see some uh, – pocket awareness uh, uh, issues that, that come up. Let us know what you want to show Hugh Jackson, Marvin Lewis, and the rest of the NFL uh, at the NFL PA Bowl in Pasadena. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a huge opportunity for me to show, you know, the player that I really think that I am. Um, this past season, I, I think I'm a lot better than what I put on tape and, and what the numbers show. Um, and I think a lot of that is, you know, be, like, I, like I mentioned before, because of comfort, um, some growing pains and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I, I'm excited to show, you know, obviously, like you mentioned, the physical traits, um, show people, show people my arm, show people my feet, show people, I think I'm more athletic than, than a lot of people give me credit for. Um, you know, and then like you kind of mentioned earlier at the beginning of this, uh, I'm, I'm really excited to just kind of show who I am as a person, kind of show my presence, my leadership, um, you know, my ability to kind of 
just be the quarterback that, that everybody wants their, their guy to be on an NFL team. Um, cause I think I can fit that pretty well. Um, and just show people that I'm the guy that you want in that room, whether it's start backing up, whatever it is, I, I'm a guy you want on your team. Cause I'm going to put the work in, I'm going to do the right thing. And, uh, and I'm going to do everything I can to be the best player possible. Um, so I'm just excited to have the opportunity to be in front of all those people, all those eyes. Um, it's just a huge opportunity for me to kind of showcase myself and show people that I'm more than, um, you know, what the numbers show from this past season. Well, Nick, uh, you've done a great job here. I really appreciate you taking the time. We all do. Uh, another enlightening interview. So uh, we're going to take you off the hot seat. We're going to let you get back to uh, that dog walk and, you know, enjoying some calm before the storm here. But uh, I'm looking forward to meeting you out in Pasadena, my man. And I'm not sure how good the Italian food is going to be out there. But, hey, uh, we're going to chop it up and, uh, you know, showcase our talent. So we appreciate it. Tell uh, Coach Fairchild, Rick Saratella said, what's up? And, uh, you know, Dane, Vaughn, and myself greatly appreciate your time here. Will do, man. Thank you all so much. I uh, can't thank you guys enough for the opportunity. Uh, appreciate talking with you all today and looking forward to seeing you guys here in a few weeks. Hey, thank Absolutely. you. Appreciate that it, Nick. Was, uh, yep. Nick Tiano, uh, Chattanooga. Uh, reaction over to you, Dane. Yeah, no, I mean, I think you could tell that, I mean, he has the right mentality. And that's, you know, again, I'm, I'm going to beat a dead horse here, but, you know, going into it where your mental state is as a quarterback is paramount. You have to have confidence. You're going to make some bad reads, especially as a rookie. You're going to see some new things. NFL defenders are faster. They can cover more ground than what he's accustomed to in the SOCON conference or the Southern Conference, excuse me. You know, and he's going to make mistakes. So you have to have that mental fortitude, that mental toughness to fight through it, to understand where things are, keep everything in perspective, and continue to go out there. And, and prove the doubters wrong and show everyone why you deserve to be there. So um, I really enjoyed kind of listening to him tell us a little bit about, you know, his background, his mental makeup, and, and, and what he's really looking to prove these next coming weeks, months, and ultimately years. Yeah, an impressive, impressive young man, no doubt about it. Uh, Vaughn, you heard him, you know, I loved his response with uh, taking us through the play and I you know I was envisioning it here on the on my imaginary whiteboard but he, I thought he did a great job with that and uh just overall you know looks like a, a a very grounded uh quarterback got a good head on his shoulders we talked about the leadership you know I I think this is one of the best quarterbacks nobody's talking about Oh absolutely I think when you combine the fact that uh he has an NFL body when NFL coaches get into this process and they see a guy that's close to 65 almost 235, 240. You speak to him and he's cerebral. He's smart. He's intelligent. He relays the information. He's been through three offenses in five years. Uh, to change offenses on the fly and to understand the dynamics of going into all of these offenses. Uh, I think when you see that, you combine the athletic skill set uh, plus what he could do throwing the football. Uh, when I evaluated, I, I see him as a reliable backup with the ability to continue to to push uh, maybe, you know, some starting uh, roles. But, uh, you know, I just like the intellect. I like the guy. I like the person. When I sat down and I talked to him at UTC, uh, I just fell in love with uh, the way he translated all of his information that I was asking back to me. So it'll be good to see him out the NFLPA and see how he 
works and how he uh, competes during that week of practice. Yeah, no doubt about it. And uh, that's why I love doing these interviews, man. You, uh, aside from getting a story behind the men of, uh, you know, NFL stars of tomorrow, man, you get to kind of uh, pick their brain, find out what's between the ears, and uh, get to know uh, the person behind the helmet. So, uh, again, we appreciate Nick Tiano for joining us here on the NFL PA Bowl Spotlight Show. Uh, for our host, Dane Vandernat, Executive Director, College Recruiting, NFL PA Bowl, Von Hutchins, our scout here, of course, 13 years of experience in the NFL, scout and player, Rick Saratella, kind of like it is when it comes to the NFL draft since 2002. You know how we do. Uh, make sure you follow us at NFL PA Bowl on Twitter. All of our uh, player announcements are rolling out. We've got all of our interviews here. Uh, we've got some great Q&A content. Uh, for, you know, we can't get all 112 players on the spotlight show, but uh, we will uh, bring you as many players, you know, some Q&As just to try to get familiar with these players before uh, we see you out in Pasadena on January 18th at the historic Rose Bowl. And it's going to be a great, exciting week uh, with Marvin Lewis and Hugh Jackson, the NFL Network, of course, all week long. And then the broadcast at 7 p.m. on the NFL Network, January 18th, 2020. So make sure you give us a follow. Go find us online, collegiate.nflpa.com. We have all of our on-location uh, campus confidential reports throughout the season. You want to know uh, the kind of uh, skinny, <laughs> you know, the skinny dipping and scouting analysis of all of our players that we scouted throughout the year. Uh, we were real transparent about it. We feel really good about the roster assembled, and uh, we look forward to seeing you all in Pasadena. Of course, we'll be bringing you interviews just about every single day here, so if you're listening on the iTunes or Blog Talk Radio, make sure you subscribe. That way you get the latest news show notifications. And hey, drop us a review, man. It's like the Rodney Dangerfield podcast over here. Can we get some respect, please? Uh, again, for Dane Vandernat, Von Hutchins, Rick Saratella, Catch you next time, everybody. The NFLPA Collegiate Bowl Watchlist Show is part of the All Access Football Network. Thanks for listening, and be sure to subscribe.